stop that. Welcome to Karate Kid 3 Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the Karate Kid Part 3. Three supersonic, idiotic, disconnected, and not respected minutes at a time. I'm Robin, and uh, whoa, uh, Matt is so funky, he decided that he's not going to be on this recording. Uh, and he's going to send in uh, an audio file. I'll cue him up in a little bit, but I, I'm telling you, that is, that is very hip. I will never be that hip. Uh but uh, yeah, let me get into this. Uh, today we're talking about minutes 111 to 112 of the Karate Kid Part 3. They begin with the credits for the Karate Kid Part 3 soundtrack and end with the studio logo that reads a Columbia Pictures release. Uh, where we left off on Monday, or actually on Wednesday, uh, because everything got pushed forward, uh, the last minute and 22 seconds of credits of the Karate Kid Part 3 are finishing. Little River Band continues to urge us to listen to our hearts. Not much else is there to talk about Karate Kid Part 3, but congratulations to me, Matt, occasionally Mel, and all our guests for breaking down the minutia of yet another Karate Kid movie. And congratulations to all the listeners who stayed on board since the beginning. Thank you so much, Jeff. And uh, <laughs> also, a shout out, we didn't think we were going to get it, but because uh, Monday's episode got uh, pushed forward, happy TIGF for the last time. That's, of course, our final Thomas Ian Griffith Friday uh, uh, giving all, all the props to the guy that plays uh, Terry Silver. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so it's time to do this season's bonus episode. And we had a lot to choose from. We could have sent Ralph off by talking about my cousin Vinny or Crossroads. We could have tackled the Pat Morita, Jay Leno, Laugh-tacular, uh collision course. We could have talked about Thomas Ian Griffith, like I said, evil bloodsucker taking on present-day nutter James Woods and vampires. We could have even talked about... Martin Cove, his movie Steel Justice, where apparently you see Martin's character, John Steele, drive past a drive-in billboard for Karate Kid Part 2. But Matt and I went back to our respective dojos. We meditated on it a bit and realized that if we really listened to our hearts, we needed to take this opportunity to spotlight the actress from this film that got sold short because she was too young, it seems, uh, to stay in the entire movie. Robin Lively, and there's one cult movie from the 80s that Ms. Lively starred in that I've always heard about and I've never seen, and that is 1989's Teen Witch. And of course, I remedied that. Uh, Matt, he's seen it before, and I'm looking forward to uh, hearing what he has to say further on in the podcast. But uh, since we couldn't connect today, I do have two guests with me who have been watching, uh, who've seen Teen Wolf, Teen Wolf, Teen Witch. Almost Teen Wolf. Almost Team Wolf. Uh, many times we have Kim and Tara here with me. Uh, the, I'm so excited. We have a whole season of female guests for the next Karate Kid with Hillary Swank. Why not start it off early and have female guests here for Teen Witch? So uh, welcome to the podcast, Kim and Tara. Thank you, Robin. Thank you. And why don't you guys say your names so everybody knows who, whose voice is whose? I am Kim. I am Tara, but we sound like twins, so you won't be able to tell anyway. <laughs> You're right. Uh, so let me just get into this. I mean, we're going to break this down. This most of this movie, we're going to start with some first impressions, though. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm going to go first because it is my first watch, and you guys will probably want to hear what I think about it. Uh, and then we'll really get into uh, what you guys think about it. Uh, uh, I've watched this movie twice now. I wish I, it, I, I wish it had a little bit more edge to it. I wish there was a bad guy. Uh, but just kind of accepting this as a coming of age story with the witchcraft. Can I interrupt already? Is Mr. Weaver not a bad guy? That teacher who goes through a purse? He's not. Like, he doesn't turn into an evil warlock at the oh, end. He's 
terrible. I mean, he's awful. They're awful. There are a lot of awful people in this movie, mm. but there's no like main bad guy. Like nobody is. No villain. Yeah, yeah. I wanted something that no. except the bitchy girls and antagonists. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're okay. bitches. <laughs> the mean girls. All right. I just want to remind you, there's little kids listening to this show, so oh. uh, uh, let's keep. We got to keep the language not blue, okay? Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, plenty of female dogs in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. <laughs> to me, it's cheesy. <laughs> some of it makes me cringe, but I can see how people may have some affection for it. I mean, I'm watching it in 2022. There are plenty of 80s movies that I adore. If I showed somebody today, The Last Dragon, Streets of Fire, Night of the Comet, movies I love. And if I showed these mm-hmm. to people uh, who've never watched those, them before, they might be like, ooh, that's a bit cheesy, that's cringy, whatever. Uh, if somebody asked me if I recommended this, I'd be like, what do you enjoy? You like, you like gorgeous red hair with varying degrees of hairspray and extensions, <laughs> uh, hard body jocks that look way too old for high school. <laughs> uh, this movie is shot like late night Cinemax with a script written by the Disney channel. Uh, if you liked, or maybe you owned uh, Vanilla Ice's debut album to the extreme on tape, like I did. Uh, if you check no for all those, watch the craft. That's my recommendation. <laughs> Watch the craft or Teen Witch? Watch the craft. Oh, okay. If you don't like any of that stuff. Uh, None of that stu- yeah. stuff sounds good to you. Yeah. Of course, there's music. There's hijinks. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, what, do you, what do you guys think, like, overall impressions of this movie before we really start breaking it down? You have to understand that we saw it when we were... We were so young. Yeah. Impressionable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we were, yeah, like I, I haven't seen it in a while, but if I just watched it for the first time now, yeah, I would agree with that. Mm, Picture yeah. watching it as an eight or 10 year old right. girl, you know? As opposed to a 33 year old guy, understandable. Yeah. Right. Oh, you're not 33. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm going to edit this part. <laughs> edit I mean, this, Robin. Louise is adorable, right? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Louise! <laughs> <laughs> We're already doing close. By the way, uh, I don't ever remember, uh, I, don't, I don't remember many of the songs, but I've told them to chime in with singing anytime they wanted to. Uh, and I, of course, that goes for quotes as well. So, without a doubt. All right. We really want to break this movie down, but I want to get into some trivia before we start. Uh, originally, it was supposed to star Debbie Gibson. Uh, they reached out to her, things didn't work out. They went to Robin Lively, they saw her headshot, they fell in love with her look immediately. And, uh, yeah, uh, directed by Dorian Walker, who, besides a couple of TV specials, only directed the Judd Nelson 1984 Making the Grade movie before this, uh, and a couple things uh, after that, some TV stuff. Uh, written by Robin Menken, who only wrote a couple of screenplays before this. Vernon Zimmerman, who wrote a screenplay for a horror movie before this. I've always actually wanted to see Fade the Black, which is apparently about a film buff that kills people using things from movies. Mm. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So this was supposed to be like the female version of Teen Wolf. And the story, if you boil it down to its bare parts, it's basically the same. Teen gets powers, powers corrupt, teen learns lesson, the end. <laughs> and I guess there wasn't a real like main bad guy for Teen Wolf either, but I don't know. Maybe it just... Yeah. Mr. Thorne. Oh. The principal Thorne. How do you remember that? Kind of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, well, I guess I could rewatch Teen Wolf. That'll be the next bonus episode. No. Uh, it's always faculty. That's the moral. Yeah, mm-hmm. the adults are the danger. Mm-hmm. Um, released on April 28th, 1989, just two months before Karate Kid Part 3, uh, which was released on June 30th. Uh, the box office for Teen Witch was $28,000. It opened in 17 theaters, came in at number 18. Uh, it went up against Pet Cemetery, Red Scorpion, and Field of Dreams. Mm-hmm. 
but it achieved cult status after being played all the time on the Disney Channel and ABC Families, the 31 Nights of Halloween or whatever. Um, but yeah, let's uh, before we get into the movie, I want to uh, give Matt uh, some time to talk about his thoughts uh, before we before we get into our conversation. Let me just take a break, and here's Matt. So my thoughts on Teen Witch. Uh, I, first of all, I keep getting this mixed up with Worst Witch. I told Mel we were watching Worst Witch, and she was like, oh boy, Tim Curry. And then I had to let her down easy that it was not the Tim Curry movie, it is the Robin Lively movie. But it has that famous Top That scene in it, you know, the one from the internet. Uh, so we enjoyed that, and there was a few more rap scenes, and those were fun. Uh, I looked at the trivia, and it said something about this being one of the first movies to, like... I guess glorify rap in youth culture. Like, look, the, the, the youth are into this, not rock music. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it did it justice, but I enjoyed it again. It's funny. Um, yeah, the movie itself. Yeah. So it's basically like a, a teen wolf ish movie was the pitch, I guess. And I guess I can see that. I was a bit confused by how everything worked though. Cause when she first got her powers and didn't know anything that was happening, she just said, I wish, and things happened. Like, she was a genie. Like, it didn't seem like there was any limit to what she could wish. She wished a guy out of existence. Um, so, yeah. And that guy never comes back. That guy, she killed that guy. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. She could do whatever she wanted just by wishing it. But then, after she meets um, the lady there with who is also a witch, she has to start learning spells and using ingredients and, yeah, remembering specific words and movements, and it seemed much more limited at that point. I'm like, she seems to be regressing in her powers. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, the, the the mechanics of the witchcraft were unclear to me. Um, and, uh, I mean, there's things that weren't tied up at the end, unless... Unless I saw, like, a shortened version or something. Like, the TV version, maybe. But she's, like... She has a falling... Out. Unless I missed it. I did space out for one, like, one scene or two. Uh, she has a falling out with her best friend, and they never seem to make up. And she has to do the play because she's the understudy, and the person who was doing it broke their leg. So, you gotta do the play. We will never see that play. But you gotta do it. Um... And, uh, uh, Brad, is it Brad? Brad's girlfriend, um, is just okay with her stealing Brad at the end of the movie? No, uh, no pushback on that at all. <laughs> she had, like, one scene in the movie where she got jealous. But any other time, um, she doesn't, she just disappears for the scenes when, uh, the witch and Brad are together. I can't even remember the witch's name. Goodness. Um, but... I just like watching 80s movies in general, so I had a good time with this. And uh, give me any random 80s movie, I'll watch it. <laughs> I'll find something to like. Uh, so, yeah, those are my thoughts. Uh, out, of, out of five, I'll give it... Um, being real here, uh, not, not just <laughs> being ironic, I'd give it a two out of five. Two out of five uh, froggy hunks. Yeah, two out of five frog hunk, frog hunks. That's it. Yep. And I was just about to stop recording, but Mel got home. Hi, so, Mel. What do you think of Teen Witch? Uh, there was a lot of musical numbers. <laughs> <laughs> 
it was really unexpected. I was like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> Are you talking about the rap ones? Well, the rap ones, and then also the uh, the oh, locker yeah, room was, ladies. Like, choreographed ones. Yeah, the locker room ladies, where they just started like, and a one, and a two, <laughs> let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what else? Remind me. Okay. <laughs> this was yesterday. Uh, if we had just watched it, I would have been like more. My memory would have been more clear. But now it's just. Would like, you think of maybe her she ca- she cast a spell on me? That's why I don't yeah, remember. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> would you think of her powers? What she did with them? Um, her general attitude. I found it weird when she was like, oh, I can't use this love spell on Brad, but I will use this spell that alters reality and makes me lo- makes him love me. <laughs> like, yeah! I'm the most popular now. I, it's the same thing. Like, when her when her teacher was, like, all being, like, gross and, like, uh, oh, yeah. bullying her and stuff, and she kind of got revenge on him, I thought that was almost, like, a little too much, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I just felt like... Like, she probably had, like, for the movie's sake, like, she had to do it because it revenge feels good, but... <laughs> for the viewer. But it's yeah. not healthy. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, that teacher was unnecessarily cruel. Like, I, I don't know how he still had a job, even after he got nude in front of the students. <laughs> like, I just don't... I don't know how he was still teaching. But it was the 80s. It was a different time. He's got clout. <laughs> People, Mel... Maybe things haven't I've changed. I've got tenure. You can't do anything. People, things haven't changed. Who am I kidding? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. It was fun to see Marsha Wallace in live action. Oh my God. Yeah. I love that. In the Krabappel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was a fun movie though. Just top that. <laughs> <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> that was unexpected when her friend jumped in mm. to like, to rap with them. If you, <sighs> I was like, there's just like, so much white rap. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't good, but to be fair, all rapping in the eighties was pretty basic. Mm, it's uh, true. Yeah, yeah. Was, if you compare it to what what's being done now, it it sounds amateurish. Yeah, and not good for sure. A lot of it. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. Any, <laughs> any other thoughts? <laughs> no. No, that's pretty much it. I mean... I gave it two out of five. Two out of five? Two out of five froggy boyfriends. Oh. Froggy hunks. I'm going to give it to froggy boyfriends, that guy. (laughs) (laughs) You could see him mouth ribbit ribbit. Yeah, it was off, too. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Let me think. Let me think. I'm not prepared. I'm completely unprepared. Well, you just got back from. I'm okay. yeah. I'm gonna give it a. I'll give it a three. I thought it was better than a two. Whoa. It was. I don't know. I just love bad movies. Bad eighties movies is my jam. I love watching them too, but I was just trying to be realistic. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, don't don't rate it ironically. <laughs> rate it for real. <laughs> three out of. F- Five uh, jazzy outfits, Beju- be- bejeweled, bedazzled outfits, <laughs> bedazzled jean jackets. <laughs> Three out of five bedazzlements on your jean jacket. <laughs> there you go. Pieces of flair. That's right. Okay. All right. Top that. Can't wait to listen to Robin and uh, his two guests uh, review the movie. Yes. 
Okay, bye. Bye. And we're back. Uh, <laughs> let's get into the movie. Uh, we open with some sexy saxophone. Seventeen-year-old uh, Robin Lively as Louise Miller on a rooftop in a tiny red number, mm. while the man of her dreams, Brad Powell, is trying to woo her. Uh, the song is. Uh, oh wait, I wrote it this way just so I can remember how to sing it. Never gonna be the, the same, same again. again. Never, Never gonna be the same again. again. Never gonna be the same again. Never gonna be the same. We didn't practice, so. Yeah, no, no, no. It's great. It's great. Uh, 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 perfect. Uh, expect more of that, listeners. You're, buckle up. Uh, but yeah, this dream is filmed like uh, like a music video and like slow motion. Like she's they're slowly walking across a roof and. So there's a lot of fog. There's a lot of fog. fog. It's, it's, very yeah. 80s. Yeah. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Very like white snake. <laughs> yes. Uh, we cut to Louise waking up and finding a knowing brother Richie under her bed, eating a box of with a chocolate cake and reading a. Di- uh, so where does the chocolate cake come from? Well, we'll we'll see that he's always eating. Right. That yeah. is his. That's his thing. He loves to eat. He's like Brad Pitt in uh, Ocean's Eleven, right? He always has to have some food. It's like an active thing. Yeah, I actually, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's his, that's his jam. Why is it that, yeah, he's always got like food on his face too. He's like, always looks dirty and stuff. He's messy, yeah. He's a messy kid. Yeah, he's sort of feral. There's like a feral-like quality to Mm -hmm. him. He's, he's intriguing. We love him. Yeah. Joshua John Miller. Mm. We love you. <laughs> oh, you got him listening? Yeah, Josh. Awesome. Josh Josh is a subscriber. Hey, Josh. Uh, <laughs> actually, I remember this kid from the, the vampire movie Near Dark. Did you ever see mm-hmm. that with Bill Paxton? Uh, what an amazing young actor. He plays uh, a vampire in that movie. And I will say, just to, in both movies, repel me almost instantaneously. Mm. Uh that's great acting. Yep. Yeah. But you can't take your eyes off him. That's how Richie is. Yeah. Richie to me has Richie. cult status. Like yeah. that character alone. He's the annoying little brother, but you love him. The only the only other Richie I love more is Richie Valens. And that's with the team. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh from La Bamba, right? Yeah, yeah okay. Of course. That's another yeah. podcast. Uh La Bamba Minute coming soon. Uh <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I, w- I mean, yeah, sure. Great great acting, but I just I was not a fan. I dreaded every single time he came up. Uh, he, I think he's the worst character in this movie, but uh, you know, again, just watched it uh, a couple times this week and that, <laughs> I don't know, but uh, yeah, the cake. So he's reading her diary. He's reading her diary. Yeah. Um, so skipping through, uh, Louise uh, has breakfast and we meet her parents, uh, mother Margaret played by 39 year old Karen Kay and her father, Frank played by 59 year old Dick Sargent. So it's funny. They had to like, uh, you guys know who Dick Sargent is? Mm, I've heard of is the he, actor. But I'm trying to. Wasn't him. he on one of those like 50 shows? Mm, I think 60s, but yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah something like that. Uh, Bewitched. He was oh, actually yeah. the second. I knew it was Darren. something like that. He only does yeah. witch movies. Okay. Uh, so I think it was yeah. almost like a stunt casting thing to get uh, a, a Dick Sargent here. Uh, yeah, play. I knew he was a lot older. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's twenty year difference, but yeah, it's like who cares? It's 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 funny that the big dad from the Bewitched is here. Um, next, we meet Polly, who is daring because she's riding a bike while wearing like a Judd Nelson Breakfast Club trench coat, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not worried about her <laughs> getting yanked back by yep. her back tire. Uh, she also spends most of this movie looking like Harriet the Spy. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
yeah, next we see Brad picking up his girlfriend, Randa, in a hot car for this movie, which is the 1989 Ford Mustang convertible, a car my friend had. Not exactly luxurious, but it's just kind of like, awesome, good for you, Brad. Yeah, it's what a popular guy would drive. Yeah, yeah. Jock, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, let's go through this cast. Uh, Brad, played by Dan Goth here, was 26 at the time. Uh, must not have had the problems Ralph had with uh, making out with his 17-year-old co-star. Right. <laughs> but, uh, Randa, played by Lisa Fuller, who is 23, uh, her best role uh, is... To me, obviously, Patrick's sister in the Monster Squad. Listen to Monster Squad Men and Everybody, by the way. Um, and fun fact, both these actors got married in real life, uh, like a year after this movie wrapped. <laughs> I knew they had good chemistry. Yeah. And they're still together. Yeah, they're still together. And I, I did read several interviews of Robin Lively, and it did, she said back that it kind of broke her heart because she kind of had a little crush on the guy. Uh, yeah. Uh, and finally, Polly, uh, our favorite, one of my favorite people in this movie, Man Mandy Ingber. Uh, she retired from acting and became a New York Times best-selling yoga instructor. Apparently, was one of Jen Aniston's very best friends. I mean, I, how can you not think of this girl as somebody's best friend? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, she is a yoga and wellness instructor to the stars. And apparently, okay, at a personal appearance during a screening, Mandy admitted to the audience that she had an attitude problem on the set because she felt the director had no idea what he was doing. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's some dirt. Yep, yep. Oh, there's more. <laughs> um, so, we go to high school. Louise trying to get to her locker, but there are these three dorky guys who are rapping in front of it. Now, I say dorky. What do you guys think? I say funky. Funky? <laughs> Are you attracted to these guys at all? If these guys, like, you were getting your locker and they're like, Yo, I'm Bob, and I like to be a slob. And look at my clothes. They're all just hanging off me. I don't know how to button a shirt. They're too cheesy for me. <laughs> I like more gang stuff, so no, they wouldn't do it for me. <laughs> all right. Um, they definitely wouldn't do it for you. As a kid, though, I remember thinking that they were, like, fun, that there was something interesting about them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they were rapping something about high school blues. Do you guys remember that? Mm -mm. <laughs> Not. Oh, that's really. when we first meet them. Yeah, no, I don't remember high school blues. Very forgettable. Uh, yeah. I my opinion on this is this movie either needed to remove these guys or center the movie around them. Like, what is going on with these guys? Well, they're like the barbershop quartet, right? Yeah. I, well, okay. yeah, I guess so. Like, if in any in musical, you get like yeah. yeah, the Little Shop of Horrors. I think of right. Uh, that's right. Yeah. The doo-wop ladies. But it's just like, what's their story? Like, there's there's music, there's lip, syn lip syncing, and you're like, is this a musical now? And I guess it's, it's a movie that turns into a musical, really. Yeah. But, like, I want to know, what, like, all the, what do the other teens think about? There's nobody that reacts to them at all. They just kind of stand and do their thing. <laughs> yeah. And nobody's either like, what are these idiots? Or they're like, yeah, all right. <laughs> like, are they yeah. cool to the other high schoolers? I or are they, they total dorks? dorks? I yeah. think they were considered dorks. But, like, amongst each other, super cool. Like, yeah. they were each other's best fans, right? Yeah. 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 yeah that's how I would describe And that's it. right, kids. If you're friends, you pump each other up. You yes. Know, if you want to get in, if one of you gets into rap, it's got to be all of you. All or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We next go to Mr. Weaver's English class. Uh, Louise is late and is obviously one of his best students, but he loves making fun of her. Uh, she hands in an assignment, which had her dream entry stuck to it, thanks to uh, Richie and his chocolate cake. Uh, and, uh, she hides, ends up hiding in the bathroom, but, uh, yeah, Shelly Berman playing, uh, Mr. Uh, Weaver, 
um, who actually did several episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm as Larry David's dad. But he did it without. He did it without the toupee that he's obviously wearing in this movie. <laughs> Never put that together. Was in that after school special, this man sold a ring from your show. Oh, today. that was it. That oh, was wow. him. Oh, really? But yeah. So yeah. <laughs> we're big fans of Mister. We're Reaver. big fans of him. All right. All right. All right. Cool. Uh, what was his song? I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next thing, yeah, speaking of songs, we go right into like a big musical number, which is just like, what is going on here? Like, I understand there's these guys rapping in the hallway, uh, and it's just like a real brief thing. But then it's just like, I like boys. Like, it's introduced almost like a cheer number. Oh, yeah. uh, but yeah. the, it just goes full on, like, dance choreography. Yeah. They're walking around. In the locker on, room, right? In the yeah, locker room. The purple leotards. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. The leotards being pulled back and forth. They're walking, like, one's on the other one's shoulders with the big towel in front of them. <laughs> yeah, like, like, what like, is I going on? this morning. That I like boys. <laughs> I like boys. I like boys. I like boys. I like boys. <laughs> we like boys. boys. <laughs> no, 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 no. She was a cheerleader, so you probably loved it. <laughs> I was a cheerleader, yes. Right. Did Could you, you tell? I mean, honestly, did you ever have an experience like this? Like, uh, you know, just oh, that's you just room. break into. I mean, that's, oh, all the time. I had no idea what happened in the girls' locker. You know room. how Trump excused some things with locker room talk. Uh, this is our version of locker room talk. Yeah, this is what we do. <laughs> it really did happen. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love that. that yeah. uh, great reference. <laughs> After we go to, through some uh, uh, softcore uh, flexing and push-ups by Brad, by the way, out in the football field uh, after pulling his shirt off. Well, the sun is setting. Uh, I remember it. He was a hot See, he, this lunch. is an imprint. This is why it's uh, cultish. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they He's see a, Brad's body, and it's like that girls are like, all right, this is my favorite every movie. Every girl <laughs> yeah. thought Brad was the hottest. Shirtless, yeah. with jeans. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, shout out to our other listener, Dan Goth here. I'm sure he's listening. <laughs> yeah. We know you're married, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, they're both listening. They're laughing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I've been trying to exercise more, and I guess the key to rippling muscles is just randomly doing push-ups and sit-ups wherever you are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so we go to the casting of the school play. Louise tries out. It, I keep calling her Louise. <laughs> Louise. Louise. Louise yep. um, tries out in a scene with Brad. And, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of chemistry there. The lighting even kind of centers on them. Uh, but she does not get the role. Um, Marsha Wallace plays drama coach Ms. Malloy. Do you guys like Ms. Oh, Malloy? Yeah, she's uh, kooky. Yeah. She defies mm-hmm. kooky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, do you know Marshall Wallace from anything else, perhaps? Oh. Uh, if you tell me, I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. You, uh, she was on the Bob Newhart show, which might be oh. a little before <laughs> a little before my time. Yeah. Uh, but she was on The Simpsons. She played oh. Edna Crabapple, and oh. uh, they had to retire oh. the character after she passed away. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Next up, Brad nearly kills Louise in a hit and run. Uh, mm. Brad goes to help. Veranda is impatiently yelling for him to come. But, uh, yeah, what's Louise doing uh, just driving, biking down a dark road at night? As you do. As <laughs> you do. Yeah. Yeah. Did it start where there's, like, a huge storm? This is the night of the storm, right? The, so the storm starts after this. She gets a flat. The thunderstorm is coming in. Oh. So, obviously, she just looks around, and she's like, uh, what's the scariest house I can go into? Uh, <laughs> oh, this Madame Serena. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Zelda Rubenstein. Love mm-hmm. her. Cute. Yes, I love her, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you, do you know about the, the house? Mm-mm. This is the house from the Thriller video. No way. Yeah, the opening of the Thriller video is ah, the same house, yes. Okay. 
uh, inside of her house is a set, <laughs> but the outside yeah. exterior is, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Madam Serena, I'm so happy uh, a Tangina from Poltergeist is here. I, I, like, this is one thing I I think I was like, all right, Robin Lively. But then I was like, oh, my God, I get to watch another thing with uh, awesome Zelda Rubenstein in it. Don't forget she was in 16 Candles. Right, right. What did she do in that movie? The Organist. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she says she likes her cutesy little punky Brewster face and offers to read her palm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she... It's funny, I noticed she has an accent when she first starts talking to her, then she realizes, oh, Louise is one of us. I'm going to just start talking to her real. And then we reveal, she reveals that she's going to get powers on her 16th birthday, which is really close by. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. Conveniently. Uh, some trivia on Zelda. Uh, she is, or she was, pardon me, uh, she died in 2010, <clears throat> uh, four feet, three inches. Um, she was an outspoken advocate for uh, actors of short stature, little people. Uh, and pardon the term. This is from her quote. Uh, this is her word. She starts and says, midgets are societally handicapped. They have about two minutes to present themselves as equals. And if they don't take advantage of that chance, then people fall back on the common assumption that less is less. So wow. I like, I, yeah. For her. Um, she also was an advocate for, you know, HIV awareness. She did a commercial, like even like took like a, she felt like she took a little hit from her career, like being a person on those commercials. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, speaking of the commercials, uh, she is the voice of the Skittles campaign. Taste the rainbow. Oh, That's oh, Zelda. I didn't know that. Wow. <laughs> Taste the rainbow. Yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, obviously. Yeah. Right. And obviously one of the best parts of Poltergeist, you know, it's not even until halfway through the movie when she shows up. And uh, yeah, this was like, that That movie was like four years after she decided to start acting. Mm-hmm. So imagine that. Wow. <laughs> All right. So we go to Louise's Sweet 16 party that nobody shows up No for. one's coming to your Sweet 6. I constantly... She says that after before every birthday party I have. <laughs> yeah. Anytime she has a birthday, I say that to her. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's so mean. Richie, why do you guys like Richie? I don't know. We love Richie. Uh, R- Richie is like also hovering over the birthday cake and sticks his finger at it <laughs> repeatedly, which sets... <laughs> mm, mm, we eat? Yeah. Yeah. It just sets my COVID alarm off. <laughs> Get away from the cake. Also, he's just like, what's so sweet about her? Sweet man, what the heck? The What's way your that problem? He talks though, like his voice, it's yeah. just amazing. <laughs> yeah. You're crushing yeah. on Richie. No, if he's like, I'm telling you, watch so near dark. Watch oh. near dark. He's basically the same character, but he's a va- he's a little vampire. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Louise gets a present, doesn't open it. Uh, Polly calls and says there's a competing party, and then it cuts to Louise tossing and turning. So it's just like setting up all this stuff. Like, is the cake happening? Is she gonna blow out candles? Uh, is is anybody coming to this party? And then all of a sudden she's in bed tossing and turning and I guess turning into a witch because, you know, they had to wait for the witching hour maybe? I don't know. I'm still surprised Polly had another invite for the night. Isn't she? Um, no, she just I, I found thought, out about it. Yeah. I don't I think. Only she's like, nobody's coming No, she just found out about it. Oh, 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 okay. This was but she was invited to the kids. Oh, yeah. She just kind of found out through the grapevine. Got it. Okay. Um... Yeah, and so Louise is tossing and turning, and all we hear is uh, Serena's voice going, Trust me! Trust me! <laughs> and I really mm. wanted her to be evil. Wouldn't it have been a cool turn if, like, mm. she all of a sudden, it, you realize that she's been been manipulating uh, Louise all along to get her power? Like, it all seems to set up. I'll, I'll keep referring back to that. But Yeah. 
When in re- when in reality they were she knew her right they were friends. Uh, well, from yeah, from year like years, years yeah, lifetime, friends. lifetimes yeah. ago, yeah. friends. So yeah. it was all faded. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So we go to our next scene, and it's the home ec teacher deciding and saying that she has to do uh, uh sex ed, which everybody's like, oh, and she starts doing a lesson about sparky sperm traveling to Edna Egg. Right. And then she's talking starting about a condom. Oh, she goes, condom. Condom. Right. Yeah. I this was for kids, okay? Yeah, well, really. Well, I'm saying, you know, it's, it's a, a PG-13 movie. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But I'm saying this scene is like, why? Why is the scene even in this movie? Yeah. It has nothing to do with anything. That's why Ellen DeGeneres turned down the role. <laughs> right? right? Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> apparently was going to play this teacher. Now, I think it was more like a budget thing. They couldn't get a, get get her... Up and coming Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, at that time she was. She was like a stand up comic. Right. Um, I don't know if she was doing Ellen now. No, no, she wasn't. Yeah, it's a random scene for sure. Just a crowd of kids chanting condom, condom. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so Brad nicely helps Louise in the next scene get a can of Coke out of the machine. <clears throat> and then oh, don't ever do this, boys. Don't toss the can and flip it before handing it to, to, to the lady <laughs> after helping her. Like, just, oh, great, thanks. Appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> Uh, all right, so in the costume department, which is the role that Louise ended up getting, uh, Ms. Malloy finds a necklace and gives it to Louise for luck. Then Randa asks Louise uh, if she'll go with her, go with, oh, my notes are messed up. But the cool girls take her cousin David uh, on, on a date. Oh, wait, no. She wants to go with her and the cool girls to take their cousin David on a date. And uh, uh Polly immediately freaks out because, oh, my God, the, like, Randa asked you to do something and hang out with them. She might mm-hmm. actually like you. And, uh, yeah, it looks like, a, like as soon as she has that necklace, the luck starts changing, so we think. The amulet. <laughs> yes. Right, right. And she's assistant costume mistress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, right. Like, That's I was auditioning. a slap in the face. <laughs> yeah. This person is this lead role. This person. And this person is the assistant costume well, mistress. Kiki got the lead role. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so Louise goes home and puts on the worst outfit imaginable for this date, which I guess was that was the gift from her her parents. Uh, it's an oversized teal and pink sweater over this very homely long puke green green skirt. <laughs> yeah, it was an awful outfit. I remember the sweater thinking, would be trendy today. Though. And then the shoes were horrible too. I remember thinking because I always look at people's shoes and I'm yeah. just like, this costume, this sucks. This outfit is horrible. Wait, is this the man's shoes? I right? wouldn't be caught dead in those in those. You don't want to like boats. The- <laughs> oh, these you don't want these shoes? <laughs> Look at my shoes. Okay. D K N Y. All right. Well, I have I N I K E. I know. Of course you are. But uh, yeah, Louise is picked up by David, who burps as soon as he opens. Uh, she opens the door. First impression. Truly repulsive. Like not as repulsive as Richie, but this movie is full of repulsive characters. I mean. Richie has more is more repulsive to me because he's throughout the entire movie. Uh, David, well, spoilers, he's not going to last long. No. Um, How did she get this date? The parents? It was Randa said her cousins Cousin. in town, yeah. and they she set up. Uh, and I think it was more like a like my cousin sucks. I'm going to make yeah. Louise right, deal with they him. Wanted, yeah, but yeah. then she didn't know, unbeknownst to her. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Of yeah. course. Mm-hmm. So we go to the harvest dance. Louise goes to the ladies' room and changes into something more mm-hmm. hip. Uh, apparently bought, brought hair products with her because she suddenly looks like Leah Thompson from uh, Howard the Duck. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. 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 B-movie. Yeah. But, like, to me, like, I guess as a, I mean, Louise goes through a, a major change later in the movie, 
But to me, I'm kind of like, what's the difference between this look and that look? Uh, uh, you know, I don't have pictures here to show you, but mm -hmm. if you can remember, uh, no, not regular really bows. Is this the this isn't the teal? Um, no, she off. she wears okay. like a tutu, mm -hmm. and she wears this like shirt, ties it in a oh, knot. I do remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's very similar <clears throat> to the look that she's going to have yeah. later right. on in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, David, of course, guffaws at her, thinks she looks ridiculous. Uh, they dance, and David is like, you want to go smoke some weed? <laughs> Which is like, yeah, if you weren't you, maybe. <laughs> uh, and um, Louise goes to sit with Polly, and she starts making wishes for Brad to come to talk to her, and he does. <gasps> uh, but it's to ask her to help him with his homework. Uh. Uh, and by the way, that is a horrible time to ask somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when I was talk watching outside? that. Yeah, like yeah. Can, we, can we please talk outside? Yeah, uh -huh. it's like seriously, you're gonna ask now. I need help with my English homework. Yeah, let's wait at the most romantic part of the song, mm. and then just you know walk waltz right over. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. I wanted to give a shout out to DJ Romando, who is uh, a real DJ. He uh, is from what was from K Rock. I don't think he's alive anymore, but he has some weird lines uh, introducing the songs and stuff. He tells them, uh, "We're not here to have fun." <laughs> I don't know why he says that. And then later, he's like, "Grab your wallets because there's a slow song." Like guys, what? grab your wallets. Oh, I always it's say that. Slow yeah. Song. What does yeah. that mean? Like girls <laughs> she, are known to pick pockets. He always says that. Yeah, I do. Really? Yeah. What is, well, not, what okay. Means. Well, that is not unique to this film. That's like a 1950s saying. Okay. Grab your wallets. It's a slow one. So it was like a dollar dance kind of thing, or uh... I don't actually know the origin. That's a good thing. I don't know the origin yeah. of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Louise, uh, Louise tells Brad, like it also, it another line I wanted to pick out. I have a little brother. I know about men. No, 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 not if, not if, <laughs> not if it's Richie. If Richie is the man you're referring yeah. to, no, no, no. So she's obviously got a really like fit older brother. We never see he's moved out. Uh, so Randy gets jealous and has David take Louise home. And instead David tries to sexually assault her while driving. Yeah. Uh, he's very much seems to want her to go down on his person. And there's toes involved. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Off color. Yeah. I mean, we know that he's high, but that doesn't excuse himself. Yeah. Is he high? Is that why they, they explain? Like, that's why his hair is like that. Yeah. He, he, yeah. He's crazy. He's so yeah. crazy. Yeah. 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 Um, Tara, David, hot or not? Definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> nope. Not uh, hot. Is that swipe left? Swipe left? Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and frankly, you know, it's really rude that they would even pair them together. Mm -hmm. That's really inconsiderate. Yeah. Well, well, it is a movie. It's Randa. It's it's not like one of Louise's biggest friend, fans or anything, right? Um, all right. So Louise wishes he'd leave her alone and David disappears while driving. Thank God. Uh, and Louise uh, has to scramble to stop the car before it crashes, and she parks the car. I don't know. Brad's driveway? I, I don't know. It was Brad's car. Then she just kind of like leaves the lights off on and right. runs out. Into oh, it. Yeah. So, yeah, David, never seen again. No one asks about him. Nobody yeah. cares. Yep, no one cares. <laughs> we are all for the better. Why were his glasses left behind, you think? Like, he disappears mm. and his glasses fall into the seat. Yeah. 
I think, you know, in the sequel to this, there should be like a true crime investigation where Brad is like framed for David's disappearance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like 30 years ago, Randa's cousin disappeared without a trace. Um, you know, you see like a flashback of like Louise wiping her prints from the car. Good. <laughs> like, you know what? That's, that's good. That's we safe. should write that. Yep. <laughs> yep. He had it coming. All right. Uh, and uh, so Louise comes home to her, I wrote loser brother. I'm sorry, to your brother, making an enormous pizza. Um, there's He's sauce. hungry again. Oh, this scene was epic. Yeah. What is this? What do you mean? We actually made, again? well, just... we made this pizza before. Pizza? Yeah. With marshmallows? Yeah. With marshmallows. Now I saw some French fries on the side. I assume you was sprinkling French fries on Not it too. Not a bad idea. I mean, that. You you said you put pineapple on your pizza, marshmallows. Not the worst idea. It's not bad. Yeah. Uh, all right. Oh, so you've actually tried. He inspired us to make it. We we made the whole thing. Yeah. So the dough, the sauce, the marshmallows. Yeah. Anything else? It looks like it looks like fresh mozzarella. Yeah, I bet it does. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've seen yams with marshmallows in like a platter or something yeah. like that. Yeah. It melts and kind of spreads. It gets super gooey. Yeah. Yeah, and let's face it, he wants that sweet and you know that sweet and savory combination because he's a little high. He's hot. Okay, so he's 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 been uh, uh, using drugs during this movie. Yeah. I mean, there is no chance you are putting marshmallows on pizza unless you are a a child or b stoned out of your gourd. Right. And we're so not you're sure saying how both? old he is because we said he could be either ten or forty. He's a, yeah. He, he could be still. Faces. He's a vampire. Yes. Okay, wait, dark. If Louise is fourteen, how old? And he's the younger brother. All oh, right, I guess he is. A no, child. Louise is sixteen. She's All right, just, she's sixteen. Yeah, she's just yeah, sixteen. What's so sweet about one. it? Right. He's probably realistically, I don't know, maybe 12, 11, 12-ish. Yeah. Yeah. Could be the age. I mean, it's a it's a gateway. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, He's always eating. <laughs> yes. There, uh, yeah, there's sauce. But he's a. Did you throw sauce all over the walls and just like <laughs> have total disregard for anybody? Oh, uh, no, he's such a mess. He's a slob. Yeah, <laughs> until he's not. We'll get to that. Uh, he uh, tells Louise how no one likes her, and so she turns him to a little dog because he's like calling her a dog or something, right? Because oh, yeah. you're a dog, a dog, a dog. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'm very excited <laughs> about that. Hopefully, everybody heard that. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, I saw the uh the audio go up. Um it, is is so is Richie just jealous of his sister? That's what I think is happening, right? I think he's just jealous that yeah. she's getting friends or she's got a crush yeah. on another boy. Maybe, you know, he kind of Richie's a hater. <laughs> um right, what is his motivation for being so horrible? Uh-huh. Um yeah, he must be jealous. Must be. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh yeah, some for some reason uh you know, he gets turned into a dog, and there's very obvious dog trading going on. Like, the dog, there was, like, a little bit of sprinkle of treats where he kind of goes over to the toaster and looks at himself, where it's really, like, the dog's like, where's that treat again? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. And, and she kind of delights in it, right? Yeah, she's, yeah. she's yeah. a little fun. And then she decides to uh, help by putting <laughs> him in a fully drawn bubble bath, which... I don't know why there was a fully drawn bubble bath just waiting, by the way. Oh, right. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> that was, was for Richie. I mean, maybe he knew he was going to get messed up, so he just oh. decided to. <laughs> I love that enjoy. element to his character. Maybe. Yeah. He He's loves like, a good know. self-care. So he had a good spliff, and he's like, I'm going to put this pizza in the oven, <laughs> and I'm going to go take me a bubble bath. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe. Yeah. <laughs> or was the bath for Louise? Yeah, but she like she got was, home. It wasn't like was Rich did Richie draw did Richie draw her a bath? 
Ooh, that is creepy. I don't mm. think so. I think the bath was for himself because he knew he'd be all messy. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he's ready to get that bellhop uniform on early. I don't know. We'll, uh, see. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, so at Serena's, Louise learns from a literal witch's yearbook. They make those. Yep. Uh, that she is reincarnated from a witch called Modesty Miller, uh, who had the same necklace. And uh, apparently we find out this piece of little costume jewelry is actually something that might have found its way to her. Uh, then Serena shows Louise how to make counterfeit money out of rocks. Uh, Louise is bothered by all of this, but Serena's like, we're going to make you popular. Um, and I noticed that in the yearbook, they spell sorcery with a C, uh, scorcery, scorcery, uh, not good spellers back then. Uh, Louise goes to a carousel a lot to think and do spells. So in this scene, she goes to a carousel. She's got a magic book. She controls the weather a little bit, wind, then rain, has a good time with that. This is at Griffith Park, by the way. Uh, that same, if you remember Twins, uh, mm-hmm. that carousel is the same one that uh, Arnold and Danny DeVito uh, ride the carousel in, cool. in Twins. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure there's been in other movies, too. It's a famous carousel. <laughs> yeah. Louise tries to cast a spell to cause honesty between Randa, Kiki, and Sean, uh, and they start arguing with each other, and then Kiki gets pushed into a pool. So it's always about water breaking the spell. That's what I was wondering. Like, yeah. are you setting something up there? I think Madame Serena probably told her that, right? That's one water point. would break the spell? Yeah. Or I don't Maybe that's a common... That's like a witchy thing. It feels... It sounds very Wizard of Oz, for sure. Oh, yeah. And very, <laughs> and very gremlins. No, that would that would have made it worse. Yeah, yeah. More magic. More. More evil magic. More evil. Yeah. Uh, and but it, it works, right? She's in the pool, and then all of a sudden she's like, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. exactly. She's like, I love your hair. Yeah. And that was about yeah, the hair. Yeah. Yeah. I forget the insults that they heard right, toward and then one her another. Right, mom was like an alcoholic. And like <laughs> I can that. see your roots. Yeah, I can see your All roots. That. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Polly catches this and she says she was re- reciting U2 lyrics. Uh, which, yeah, U2 uh, sings in Latin a lot. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, I just want to, again, the, the water thing. Like, they do this twice in a row and then never touch on it again. I was like, oh, okay. Remember that for later because mm. there's going to be a, some sort of climactic scene where she loses her power because of water. Mm. Or they melt her. Or, or Serena is actually evil and they have to melt Serena. <laughs> you know? mm. but, but that does not come to fruition. No, no, they never do know. water again. Yeah, I mean, yeah, look, there's it. some plot holes. <laughs> all right? Look, it's Swiss cheese. Uh, Paper uh, thin. Yep. At Serena's, Louise asks for a love spell. Uh, Serena asks for help with a frog and it turns out she got... Uh, she helped had Louise's help to turn her uh, frog into a new boyfriend. Who rivets? That's right. <laughs> yeah, but maybe that's good when they can't talk. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not a bad thing. All right, I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. Um, yeah. <laughs> no one likes uh, mouthy podcasts. They're male people. All right. Uh, both uh, the money and the boyfriend. Uh, just thinking about those, like Serena getting her to make this money for her and make the boyfriend. I was, again, I was really thinking they were setting Serena up to be have this evil turn. She is using mm. Louise's magic to get things for herself. Right. And you see her house gets nicer and nicer, too. Yeah. Um, like I said before, the, the house was actually a set. The exterior, if you see the exterior shot, it has stairs. So apparently every time... Robin Lively left Serena's set. She had to pretend like through oh, the stairs. Down. That's funny. <laughs> uh, all right. So Louise's bedroom. Uh, she tries to cash a love spell on Brad, despite interruptions from her brother and oh. her father. 
Where are all the chairs? <laughs> but see, I always wonder with that scene, like, how many chairs are you supposed to have in your bedroom? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So right. you see, like, I have one. Yeah, she had a lot of chairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looked like she must have had a table with some chairs set up in her room for some reason. It was weird. Everyone's like, where are all the chairs? <laughs> was, something about, was there powder or something? No, she, she wanted was, him to sit yeah, on the bed. It was on the bed. It was yeah, on the bed. It had right. to be on the bed. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. sat on the bed. Yeah. Which was very, uh, very naughty. I was going to say, like, for its time. Yeah, that's a little. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then doing your studying in the bedroom mm-hmm. seems a little well, that's why loaded. They, I mean, Brad knew why he was there, let's be honest, I right? Yeah, I guess he was kind of like, all right, I'm going to have to fend this off a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Did she meet to him a little bit? I, I, was, I was really worried that... I'm, I'm glad Louise backed out of it, because I thought, oh, gosh, they're going to make it so... The nerdy girl controls the popular jock guy mm-hmm. uh, for love, and it's okay, you know. Cause yeah, it, you know, that happened a, in the craft. Yeah, that's true. But yeah. it was it was conveyed as evil, right? It, it's girls right. like yeah. being too powerful and going to their heads, right? Um, you know, and since this was kind of like a sexy '80s hijinks comedy thing, you know, coming of age thing that maybe. And trust me, there are plenty of '80s movies that show guys manipulating the popular girls oh, and yeah. they deserve it because they're popular. Uh-huh. And I was really worried it would be the same thing with this movie. But well, Louise has a conscience. She so. does. Yes, she does. Yeah. Uh, so at study hall, Louise learns from Brad how much popularity fig- factors into who he dates. Oh, like he talks it. about like, yeah. of course I date Randall. He's the popular. Who would it? And it's just like, hey, uh, Louise, red flag. Yeah. Big red <laughs> Not flag. worth the effort. Like, nope. <laughs> Um, yeah, that definitely set him down a couple notches mm-hmm. when I when I heard that. Was he complaining to her too about how hard it is to be popular? Yeah, later on, he, oh, they, they have a, a conversation okay. about like, oh man, it's so tough being popular. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, this is when Mr. Weaver knocks Louise's purse to the floor and picks up her hair dryer and then her birth control pills, and, uh, and he goes, "Not going to be using these, are oh, we?" Oh my I mean, god! Just thinking about it, eh? I can't, if he could, if he turned into an evil warlock, I'd be down with it totally. Yeah, but because it's just like, why is he so focused on picking on her? Right. You yeah, know? I did not like. And him. she could also be using them to regulate her period. Just saying that. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Doesn't mean she's actually. <laughs> yeah, I know all about it. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> tell me. Yeah. I'm here for the movement. <sighs> all right. Um, so Mr. Reaper should have been fired. Yeah, He's for terrible. sure. For sure. <laughs> So, <laughs> naturally, Louise makes a voodoo doll of him, which makes him undress in front of the whole class. Hey, can we say voodoo doll? It's kind of like a voodoo doll, right? But instead of pins, it's... Oh, I meant political correctness. It's okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Was there a politically <laughs> correct way of uh, uh, a magic doll? Magic doll. Okay. Uh, and uh, and then after he, they make him undress in front of the class... Then Richie gets a hold of it, throws it down the stairs, and he like just falls down the stairs. And then oh, we love that scene. Oh, that's that's a fun kick. scene. We yeah. have done that. Kim, go ahead, do it on the stairs. She well, would always do that. This well, is I know audio you, only. You guys can't but see, but I could do a little. Do a little it right kick. now. You'd fall down the stairs. Yeah. Okay. No, she'd do because he did this like little kick thing that went like, like don't don't don't, and then he'd be like. Yeah. Like okay. that. Kick backwards. Yeah, the yeah. kick back. Yeah, okay. the kick back. And then you fall. Okay. Yeah. Then the mom puts it in a washing machine and makes him go through a car wash. Yes. <laughs> Which when I heard hot wax, I was like, oh, God, that's going to burn. Yeah. Uh, but we love every moment of it because he gets what's yeah, coming to him. That's right. Yeah. yeah. He, in our eyes, was the antagonist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. For sure. Uh, also, uh, just want to track back to when he's on his, like you see his desk, his area is 
elevated onto like a platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was stupid. He's up above all the class, which I guess kind of works uh, for his, you know, the way he thinks about his class, I'm sure. Yeah. But if you if you watch while he's undressing and stuff, you know, if you can't, if you can take your eyes off his body uh, <laughs> and look up, you can actually see that this is all a set. There's actually black curtain above the w- no bookcases. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like a boom mic hanging out. out. Not a boom mic, but you can see like curtains up there. It's like, oh, why are sloppy. There curtains? <laughs> yeah. I noticed that. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Ms. Malloy tells Louise she won the state lottery without buying a ticket and feels like uh, she owes her a thank you but doesn't know why. She's dating Count... Count. Count Dracula? Do you guys remember his name? Oh, was it... It was something... Armando... Oh, or something. Armando... Yes, Armando... Ar- Ar- Armando Legando. Armando Legando. <laughs> oh, yes. He's hot. <laughs> Not... Uh, then we get... To the most iconic scene of this movie, the one that everybody refers to. I've seen many parodies of it. The top that scene. Oh, epic. Oh yes. I mean, Deep let's breath. just let's just get into how you guys feel about it before I go through my own notes. Uh, life life changing. Yeah, uh, it is the catchiest often? catchiest tune you'll ever hear. Okay. Okay. Um, this is when we see Polly come into her power. Right? Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Up until now, she's just this little mousy kind of pushover, doesn't really assert herself. Oh, no, that's not true, because she does say, you know, basically, you're ditching me for the popular girl. That's later. That's later. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, this this is really her. Ah, yes. Yes. Yeah. So we see Mr. Funky Guy. I don't even know. Does he have a name? His name is Rhett. Rhett. Not to be confused with Brett or, yeah, why would his name be Um, Brett? What is he, Rhett Butler? Seriously. Rhett. Just okay. wanted to let you know he's also played by the actor Noah Blake. Oh, that's yeah. our last name. Oh. <laughs> oh. <Love laughs> yeah. So these three dudes, these funky dudes, they're are hanging out to. on the street uh-huh. that we're related to, and they're <laughs> surprised rapping, right? Yeah. And if I remember correctly, he's got like the turquoise tank top with no. some geometric pattern. <laughs> I thought he looked really cool. Like as a kid, I I dressed it a little bit. I dressed it a little bit. Right. No, I know. I thought I he just... did look rad. I don't know, but like our cousins used tops. to make fun of them, so I think that's why I didn't like them. Yeah. Remember they made fun because they were yeah. threatened, because these guys were... Yeah, and, and Kim, I, I, you actually mentioned a, a bit of trivia uh, earlier about how this this movie is actually one of the first uh, to really make rap kind of a cool thing to yes. kids. It's a, you know, it's a little bit of a appropriation <laughs> as yeah. well. Oh, but, big uh, time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Two but, white suburban... Uh, Kids hanging out rapping. Oh, yeah. I had a quote from Nerve.com that somebody said, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't get the name, but he says, Top That is everything wonderful and terrible about the 80s rolled into one misguided appropriation of hip hop. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Top That. Yeah. And who knew Polly could rap, right? Mm. Right. So it's sort of this, it's like a call and response, this give and take. Oh. And I'm noticing sexual tension between the two characters. Good stuff. If they don't right. end up together, I would be shocked. That's uh-huh. the true power couple. Uh-huh. Right? Because uh-huh. she gives it to them. Yeah. This is This is feminism. This is, <laughs> yeah, this is a big moment for women everywhere. I cannot believe you guys haven't broken into the rap at all, or, uh... All right. I don't know. Okay. Supersatic, idiotic, disconnected, not respected. What a waste of pretty face. Who would ever really want to go and top that? Top that. Top that. Top that. I don't really give up about trying to top that. <laughs> That's the best part. Yeah, it's it. I noticed during that, like she, like 
is censoring herself. Like, she really wants to say the F word. Yeah. <laughs> she keeps kind of bleeping it out. Yeah. yeah. I'll give a uh, about give that. Give a, uh, 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 Top that, the like, radio uh, edit. Uh, uh, <laughs> and they do this sort of like they're circling each yeah. other. It's like, um, yeah, it's almost animalistic. Yeah, like a energy, dual type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Well, as a newcomer, was this your first time? This was my first. I kept hearing about it, and I, I even got it like as I was referring to possibly watching Teen Witch. I got the video like sent to me a couple times. Mm-hmm. I was like not watching it out of context of the movie. I'm a, I'm actually a person that like for Broadway musicals, I, like for for the longest. I'm gonna I'm gonna equate top that to Hamilton. Uh, for the longest time, I was told you got to hear the Hamilton soundtrack. It's so good. I'm like, no, I will not hear it until I watch mm. the actual musical. I Smart. finally, I, I did finally get to see the musical. It was a YouTube book. Like, uh, and then I fell in love with it. And then I listened to the soundtrack over and over again. I loved it. Um, same thing with top that. Yeah. Same exact thing. Just as iconic. I would say. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You need to see it in it's in the appropriate context. It's the best song. It's the, it's the funniest song. It's the geekiest song. I kept hearing all the sorts of reactions. Uh, and, uh, and then I was like, all right, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out, uh, uh, in the movie though. Uh, so, and when I got to this, I was like, oh, here it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so some stuff about this, some trivia, uh, this was actually not even in the movie to begin with. They filmed this during reshoots when they were uh, like, oh yeah, we need just like one more good, like, well, how about a rap battle? Let's do that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, Mandy Engberg, who plays Polly. Uh, says, uh, the scene included that I thought Rhett was really, you know, rad. I was like, so you mean to tell me my character has liked Rhett the whole time and I had no idea while I was actually shooting the movie? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, and, okay, and this is from People 2018 interview. Uh, Noah Blake, he says, uh, they, they were talking about how they did not think the rap battle was going to be cool. He's, no, Noah Blake, who plays Rhett, said, there was not any moment in time that I ever thought what I was doing was cool. There was no moment I was ever not in peril that this would be just be totally humiliating. Little did I know it was going to be this strange sort of pop culture iconic thing. So mm, that's interesting. While he was in it, he thought, "Well, this he's is... not wrong." Yeah. Well, they even say in the rap, "I will make a fool of you," right? <laughs> and that's how he felt. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, I read like an oral history. I should try to post this on our Facebook group. Uh, great oral history. I didn't want to include so many details, but. Uh, apparently, uh, uh, Noah, who plays Rat, was encouraged by Mandy, who plays Polly, like, listen, let's just get through this, let's just put all our energy to it, get it out, make it the best thing we can, and we know it's silly, but, you know, we're here for a job or whatever, and they, that's, they did it. I think they pulled it off really well. Yeah. You know, even though they were like, oh my god, this is <laughs> so embarrassed. They owned it. Yeah. yeah they yeah. owned it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I saw another quote where, like, Mandy was like, I'm supposed to rap? <laughs> what the heck? Surprisingly good, though. Yeah, right? yeah, she great. Yeah. She, she held her own. As a rapper, I'm a rapper. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> I thought she held her own. Inspired by Polly. I was not inspired by her. I was inspired by Foxy Brown. Hmm. Is there a difference? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, you think there's a difference? Between uh, Polly and Foxy, Foxy Brown? Brown? Honestly, I'm not in a position to <laughs> understand her. <laughs> both, both, okay. Uh, uh, so, anyway, we're done with Top That because I'm going to move on. Top That. Is there anything else to oh, say? I bet you'll never top that. I probably won't. Maybe we should just wrap up for today. <laughs> I know. Once you hit that, top that. L- Louise tells Serena that she wants Brad to like her for her. She likes me for me. Okay. Uh, 
but she also wants to be the most popular girl. Right. Like pop star uh, Shauna, who, uh, who I, when uh, Louise showed the picture, I was like, is that Joan Jett? Oh, the, <laughs> when she goes to the concert. Yeah. Yeah, this oh, pop star. Yes. Yeah, she's like a Tiffany or a Debbie Gibson. You know, oh, like one of those. Classic 80s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. never yeah. gonna be the same again. Yeah. Never gonna be <laughs> the same again. That's, yeah, that's pretty good harmony there. I like Thanks. that. That's yeah. Cindy Valentine, by the way, a Canadian pop artist. She actually co-wrote that song and the other song she sings on here, "Finest Hour." Uh, I like that one. And yeah, she is actually singing the song from uh, Louise's Dream. So she really, Louise wanted to be with Brad in a in, in a uh, Shauna. I keep wanting to say Shana because it hurt, but her, the way it's spelled. Shauna's uh, music video or something, but she's supposed to get. They're supposed to go backstage uh, to get her uh, a piece of her clothing, and Shauna gives her her lucky tour jacket to uh, Polly's like right. surprise. She's like, "Oh my god!" Like, like Shauna just acts like she's uh, Louise's best friend, and just like, "Oh, here you go. This is my lucky tour jacket." Yeah, remember Louise plus one uh, yeah. to even get back there, you <laughs> yeah. know, uh, backstage, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I, did, I actually did feel kind of bad for Shauna. I was like, that's your lucky tour jacket? And you just, like, were spelled into giving it away to some teenager? You yeah. don't know? Uh, hey, come on. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the, she, Serena, uh, yeah, she actually gave Louise the last of her powers to make a potion. Uh, so she had to get a piece of her clothing and one of her records and did this whole, like, uh, a spell where she turns around in a counterclockwise at 45 RPM. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very specific. <laughs> and her, yeah. her mother's trying to get in the door and it's like glowing under there. <laughs> and uh, she comes out and uh, she's got a brand new look, which is just like a denim jacket, a lace miniskirt, a new hairstyle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, Robin Lively uh, talks a little bit about her dancing in this movie, mm-hmm. which kind of uh, re- references that scene. She says, I was a little more self-conscious back then. And when I had to do the most popular girl spin inside the bedroom, I had twisted my ankle. I'm going to blame most of my bad dancing on that ankle. Mm. In fact, like, uh-huh. apparently her legs were covered up in the scene where she talks to her dad in her bedroom because, like, her foot was, like, swollen. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Uh, she also talks about the style of the movie. Like, she says, my mom was really the one who created the entire style for Teen Witch. Teen Witch. I'm dead serious. She was super involved, super creative. I wore a lot of my actual clothes in the movie. Truly, Louise was my mom's vision. She created an iconic character. That's so cool. Yep. (laughs) So we go from the spin. I love how the popular girl song kind of starts as she's opening the door, and then she shuts it as if you like, hold up, wait a second. Okay. And then she opens the door, and then the song starts again. And we get this great, I love an 80s montage, popular girl. Uh, and everybody loves Louise now. They mm-hmm. all want to hang out. They're just like, not catcalling, but rapping from their cars to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. Guys escorting her all over the school. She gets applauded as she enters Mr. Weaver's class. That's right. Even Mr. Weaver is yeah. sucking up to yes. her, right? Yep. He's like, yep. yep. In scenes you even see, like, you, you, you like maybe Louise is talking to Polly and you hear in the background, like, I want to dress just like Louise. <laughs> and then someone's <laughs> like, I wish I was Louise. Right. Um, get life. 
So, <laughs> so of course, uh, Polly gets ignored because that's how it happens in these, you know, it's the Teen Wolf, uh, it's the little skeleton of like the friends get ignored when he gets more mm-hmm. popular. Yeah. Um, so of course, poor, poor Polly, uh, gets ignored. Um, what do you think? She, I mean, it seems to me, I'm, I, I'm like, why isn't she affected by the spell? Well, probably because she already thinks Louise is cool, uh, or yeah. is a friend. So he likes her. But why, what do you think Polly is thinking about? I mean, there's literal posters all over the school shouting her praises. What is Polly even thinking is going on here? Yeah, like what, right. How <laughs> yeah. would she account for this right. 180? Yeah. I, uh, uh yeah. She, she just gets mad about it. She doesn't say anything like, what happened? Uh, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, she doesn't tell her. So, yeah. 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 You yeah. gotta yeah. wonder about that. Yeah. Yeah. Plot hole. Uh huh. Uh huh. And, uh, and also, like, why did I just rap in that other scene? I don't know <laughs> what happened. Uh, Brad takes Louise for a little drive out to an abandoned house in the middle of nowhere mm. where he drops his clothes and woos her upstairs. And, uh, was it a lighthouse or a house? There was it a was lot a, of stairs. It was an abandoned house, but they kept leaving an item of clothing. Oh, like, yes. Yeah. I thought there was a lot of stairs. Okay. Yeah. Again, this seems like uh, we go to a room that's big, straight out of a late night Cinemax film, and they're, like, looking, eyeballing each other, and the light's hitting them, and they're all, like... Mm. Um, there, I remember the, like... It was very sensual for... The silhouette of the tongue, a la Top Gun. You remember mm, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah. was for a kid's movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it was a little over the top. Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe yeah. a little too risque. Yeah. Also, um, if you were following a guy upstairs in an abandoned house with his debris all over the place, would you walk in bare feet? Or would you worry about, like, a rusty nail here or there? Yeah, good <laughs> point. Right. Yeah. What are you doing, Luis? Keep your like, shoes on. Yeah. yeah. And, and he took her there? Why does he know where abandoned houses? Are. Why do you think? Is he location yeah. scout? Oh no. That's where he and Richie smoke weed together. Uh, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so yeah, they start making out heavily and uh the scene kind of cuts away. Uh, I don't know. Did they did they go all the way? Uh I don't know. Well, well I don't she did think turn so. sixteen. Well, because she said, Did he kiss me or did he really kiss me? What does that mean? <laughs> okay, don't go any further. Well, yeah, that's like the Winnie Cooper. Do you like me or do you like me like me? Right. Uh, right? Exactly. She's wondering if it was the spell or if he really liked her. Winnie Cooper. Then, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. Winnie Cooper. Okay. Um, at, me. at Serena's, uh, Louise wonders if Brad likes her or not or if it's a spell. Serena clearly looking at cue cards in the scene, by the way. She's just sitting there looking off camera and saying her lines, not Serena? even looking. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Is that, yeah. yeah, Serena talking to Louise. And asked her, what's the difference? Um, yeah, Louise Mania continues at high school. Polly recites her favorite Rob Lowe quote, the price of fame and fortune is to be envied, then copied, then discarded. I looked it up. I couldn't find it. Rob Lowe, she attributed that <laughs> She to? says, I think really? that's from Rob Lowe or something. Oh, I feel like oh. that's a common... Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I, I was like, is there an origin of that? Uh, so, yeah. And then discarded. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, oh yeah, speaking of... Uh, uh, famous. Uh, Robin Lively actually said uh, about being famous in the early 90s because of this movie, she was actually dating Jason Priestley uh, and they went to a party at Ricky Lake's house and then she says, uh, and then she freaked out when she saw me. She's like, oh my gosh, you're Teen Witch. My gay best friend and I love your movie. We know every line, all the dance moves, all the songs. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I know she dated Priestley. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah, I had yeah. such a crush on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who yeah. didn't? Well, no, she was more I, like I was Perry. Perry. I didn't. That's all right. All right. I was a Steve guy. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so uh, 
the school play happens, and Louise tells Kiki to break a leg, which she does. And so Louise ends up with the lead role in the play, and we never see it performed, right? Like, it never goes on to do anything. No, but, no. Like, it gets Polly upset. That's about all it is. The, Polly again. They're on the rocks. Louise is now even a cheerleader and tells Polly she misses her. And Polly says that Louise is a swan and she left her in the duck pond. Oh. Aww. Uh, the next scene, oh gosh, you guys have been waiting for it. Richie shows up in a bellhop costume we found. I don't know. Uh, he's cleaned house. He's waiting on Louise. Uh, he hasn't just cleaned house. I mean, he has organized shelves. He mm-hmm. has gone full on, like full bore cleaning. Mm-hmm. Yep. I took the liberty of ironing your homework. <laughs> what is he doing? I, I don't understand. I you a wholesome breakfast. Yes. I don't get. I feel like he's doing like some sort of a reference to some sort of old movie or something. Like yeah, a, it, is, it has an old timey feel, doesn't yeah. it? Oh, His face even look. looks made up. The mm. face. That's what. Yeah, that's why yeah. I'm saying we, a lot of rouge. Be, yeah, be ten or forty. <laughs> that's part of his charm. He looks like yeah. a reanimated bellhop doll in that scene. He yes. really looks. It's like, very creepy. It yeah. is very creepy. But what a 180 from, he was such a slob, he loved to eat, right? Uh-huh. And now all of a sudden, yeah, he's he wants to, like crazy. I mean, is he just falling under the spell that everybody else has? Everybody that hates Louise all of a sudden loves her because yeah. she's the most popular girl. Now he wants to impress. Yeah. Or is he just scared to death to be turned into a dog? Yeah, that's what I, yeah, or I has he, he changed drugs? She changes drugs, yeah. Yeah, could be uh-huh. that out there. More productive. Uh-huh. Yeah, even Louise's mom thinks he's at drugs at this point, and I love the whole, she goes on and on about it, and then her dad's uh, like, what? what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, classic. Yeah. Checked out, father. Uh-huh. Uh, we have people camping on Louise's uh, lawn. They're cheering for her to come out. Uh, she sneaks Literally out. Literally cheering, right? Yeah. Like yeah she is at like this point. Full blown, like Beatles, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, and she has to, like, sneak out the back, and yeah. of course, guess who picks her yeah. up? Oh, because he understands the plight of being yes, popular. Yes, of course. He can, he can uh, show her the way. They have, like, a 30 second scene of them just rowboating. Like, they go drive out, they get into a robot. Oh, for some tranquility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They yes. talk about how de- the pressures of being popular. Oh. Uh, and uh, Brad asks her to dance, but she uh, refuses because she thinks maybe this is a part of the spell. But, uh, and you know, I think I'm trying to, I'm, I, maybe I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing more work than the movie is here, trying to connect the dots, like who is actually under the spell. And Louise is always concerned that Brad's under the spell. Mm-hmm. But as we're learning here, the people, like her parents weren't under the spell. Her parents like her. Her brother hates her right. <laughs> under it's the not, spell. Not consistent. So Brad should, we should realize that he was never under the spell. He actually really did like her. Mm. But yeah strange because it does change when she becomes the popular girl. He's more interested. In well, her. I mean, he said he laid his cards out. Oh, yeah, I that's mean, true. He said, yeah. I'm popular. I gotta be with the popular girl. The most popular girl. Yeah, so that's, that's right. why she questions it. Oh, he's, the he's the worst. She's popular now. Oh, who is Louise's ducky that she should be with? I want to know. Um, Was it David? Did we lose David? Oh, no. David just needed to get some... Uh, those, uh, I think Polly. I think Polly. Po- oh, I think Polly's Polly. Okay. All right. All right. Polly's I'm down Polly. with that. Yeah. Uh, Polly, one of my favorites in this movie. So I'm 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 down with that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Louise asks Serena, who's living the high life, that she wants everything to go back. Uh, she's not happy, and Serena's just like, please, just can we just wait a couple of years? Yeah. <laughs> because apparently, the more magic that uh, Louise has, the more uh, whatever it's, the effect it has on Serena is. Yeah. Making your life even better. And again, it's just like, 
this should have been the time when she's like, get out of here. I have your powers now. And like blows her out of the house and they have a witch fight or something crazy like that. Or am I just a guy that's uh, well, <laughs> looking I'm just for a little action? Why is <laughs> Louise, why is Louise so much more powerful than Serena? Was that explained? Cause like Serena, you got the book. You're the one teaching all this. Maybe it's just cause she's younger. I she's don't know. Well, there was something with the book, like how she came from, like, really... Oh, her lineage was more, yeah, was stronger. Yeah, okay. Yeah, She's yeah. like, you don't know who you are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, eventually, hopefully by the end of the movie, they'll explain all that. But uh, the lap sitting part. I love that part where mm. you oh, know, yeah. she has her sitting in her lap and then she's like, they like giggle. And then then Serena sits in Louise's lap. I thought that was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she talks about how, like, oh, yeah, I get how lonely it is to be surviving. Like, and then she tells us the real magic is believing in yourself. Mm, there's the moral. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She had it all along, mm-hmm. right? Like Dorothy. Yeah. That was her hero's journey. Yeah. Oh, a good hero's journey. I love a good hero's journey. Yeah. Um, so uh, should I recount the tale of this, this scene, by the way? <laughs> During a Q&A session at a personal appearance for a screening... Robin Lively said the scene in which she and Zelda Rubenstein sit in one another's laps was filmed after lunch and Zelda had terrible breath, which made it difficult for Robin to keep a straight face. And then it turns out that Zelda was actually in the audience during that screen. Oh, oh my cringe. gosh. Oh, this is oh, why you should geez. not tell embarrassing stories about your <laughs> colleagues. Yeah, you might get caught. Uh-huh. I also want to revisit that scene and, and see what her facial expression was. Like. Was like, she like oh. repulsed? <laughs> like a lemon yeah. face? Yeah. <laughs> and what did she have at lunch? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I'm thinking a good tuna. I don't know. Tuna sandwich. Ugh. Onions. <laughs> Garlic. All right. So we got to go to the climactic dance scene. Mm. Randa, uh, so we have some moments here. Randa says her parents cut her a Schwinn instead of a car just because of Louise, to be (laughs) like Louise. Yep. Uh, we have that moment with the teams that are like gyrating against each other. Weaver breaks them, they're, and it's such a weird gyrating. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, they're like pew. They're, they're pew. just kind of ro- rolling yeah, it's up. It's weird. Again. It's not like their hips are gyrating; just like literally like throwing their chests against each other. It's so odd. Yeah. Uh, Kiki is there dancing. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, that her leg healed so quickly. Yes. Oh, right, the broken leg. Yes, yes. yes. So that was, uh, yeah. Some scenes cut out there, maybe. I don't know, because again, the play never. We never get back to the play or anything. No. Uh, Rhett and Polly hit the floor and do their little nerdy dance, which I'm sure was part of the reshoots because there would be no reason for Rhett and Polly to be dancing together before the top set. That scene was. Uh, Film, which established uh, that they had some sort of thing. Oh, right, right, yeah, right, so, right. They probably had to reshoot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, there was a whole, also, like, some trivia about, like, the amount of dancers will change between every all these different scenes because they had to do so many reshoots of things. And the amount of extras they would have, like, they'd have these, like, long 12-hour days of trying to film this dance. Oh, wow. And all the different things that happen. Um, they even have insert shots of the previous dance earlier in the movie. Like suddenly people are dancing in front of corn on Oh, really? Because yeah. <laughs> oh. that's the yeah, harvest movie. Oh, the harvest. Yeah. Of yeah. So Louise uh, walks in and uh, has the finest hour plays. Mm. Uh, it's going to be my finest <laughs> hour. <laughs> I love that song. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the, the, she tosses the necklace to uh, Zelda, mm. uh, to Serena, yeah. Doesn't need it. And across the room, Brad notices her and still goes to her without the magic. Yep. Um, and they dance and they kiss, and that's mm. the end of the movie. 
this one she's wearing that the blue it's yeah, yeah the like blue a teal little, one shoulder with a yep, puffy really that short, we can now credit to her mother's great fashion yeah, yes yeah. Uh, well, great at the time. Uh -huh. Yeah, right. Apparently, it was one of her favorite outfits from the movie. She loved that outfit. Oh, and she here, rocked it. Here's a here's a, a, a my final fun fun fact. Uh, unless you guys have anything else, uh, she's uh, Robin says uh, not me. The Robin Lively, because uh, all girl Robin. She spelled her names with Y. Uh, she <laughs> says, "Quote: My younger sister and younger brother are huge Teen Witch fans. Of course, we're one. You know her younger sister, Blake Lively. Blake, Blake, of yeah. course." So for Blake's wedding, my younger brother and I got together and figured out how to do that last scene, the finest hour dance. I got a blue dress, a blue tutu, and the music comes on. I had the necklace remade. I took it off and threw it to her, Blake, and we did the whole dance. That is epic. That's so <laughs> I need to find that on YouTube. Is that out there? That, I, I'm sure they, it's out there. If anyone attended that wedding. If anybody filmed Blake Lively at Ryan Reynolds' wedding reception, uh, we're going to need to see that. Yeah. Oh, that is great. Yeah. I love that. Oh, that's sweet. I often forget their sisters. Yeah, I know. Like us. Are you Blake or are you Robin? I'm Robin. You're Robin. I'll be Thank Blake. You. <laughs> you can yeah. still be Robin. Yeah. And I'm Blake. <laughs> Perfect. Wow. All right. Any final uh, thoughts about this movie before I wrap up the show? We're running kind of long here, but I think it's been real worth it. I hope everybody's enjoyed listening. Yeah. I've enjoyed um, having you guys on. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> yes. It's iconic. I mean. It's a blast from the past. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, please see it. You should. Yeah. Now I want to see it again. I All will right. see it again. And Richie, we love you. We're your biggest fan. You're just <laughs> yes. misunderstood. We yes. hope you got help. Joshua John Miller, uh, Insta me. Inbox yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Brad, Josh, I'll meet you at the abandoned house. We're gonna we're gonna do some bong rips. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, uh, with that, uh, oh yeah, again, thank you, Tara. Thank you, Kim, for being on the show. It was my Appreciate pleasure. Yeah, my yeah. pleasure. <laughs> and with that, our third season is finished. If you think you can do better, top that. Top that. You can dream until you're blue, but you can never top that. <laughs> okay, so I got that out of the way. <laughs> Please send feedback. If, I mean, you can skip feedback for this one if you want, uh, but feel, feel free. I'd, I'll, I'll pass it right along to Kim and Tara. KarateKidMinute at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, Insta. Join the Miyagi-Do Karate Dojo Facebook group. Just search for Karate Kid Minute on social media and you'll find us. And please, if you got a minute, give us a nice rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you're enjoying the show. So, uh, tune in next time uh, for our final movie in our minute-by-minute -minute coverage of the Karate Kid franchise. The next Karate Kid. The next one. Who is he? Oh, uh, wait. Could the next kid be a girl uh we'll check it out uh female guests by the way i've been reaching out i've been calling out on the podcast we need female guests for the next karate kid season to honor julie son uh hillary swank being the next karate kid we wanted female guests to be commenting on this teenage girl rather than a couple of two dudes you're just talking about so uh i just wanted to say hey it was a success we got uh ladies for every single week as long as everybody stays on the schedule, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be, able, be able to do that. So, uh, really looking forward to that. And, uh, and you guys, you won't have to wait too long for our next season. We're going to start. We're going to be back on July 11th. That's just a, a few weeks from now uh, for the fourth and final season, the next four Karate Kid Minutes. And until next time. A Roger, a Love Wand, Joystick Dong, Zip-A-Lizard, Tallywhacker, Trouser Snake Schlong.